girl. Hi, everyone. Sarah here. Slight change to this week's program. We will not be releasing part two of Linda Hazard this week. Unfortunately, we had some personal issues arise and we just weren't able to turn it around. But we will never leave you empty-handed. So please enjoy this episode of our bonus series called What That Ghost Do? Where I tell Stephanie all about an episode of Ghost Adventures. We started in season one. As of this month, we're already in season two, and all of these episodes can be found, amongst others, on our Patreon page. So enjoy me regaling Stephanie about Zach Bagans and his shenanigans, and we'll be back in your feed with part two of Linda Hazard next Thursday. Make sure you tune in to hear all about two sisters made it in. Only one makes it out. What happened? How did it happen? Do they know things? Let's find out. Tune in next week on Dead Time Stories. In the meantime, please enjoy episode three of What That Ghost Do, and we'll see you next week. If this is the portal of hell, well, why don't you come up out of that ground and get us raw? Did someone just scratch me? Extreme. Oh, oh, my stop! Oh, stop running! These are our ghost adventures. That's scary, girl. Uh, you would have faced it looked like something was wrong. Oh, because really? I wasn't in the Audacity window. I was in the Google Home window. And we were oh. counting down. And I was like, oh, I'm not in the right window for counting down. That's gotcha, it. But gotcha. I very quickly clicked into that window. And we're fine. And now we're I'm recording. Good. All right. That's good. Hi, everybody. Hey, everyone. Oh, hey, didn't see you there. I'm st- stuck. <laughs> <laughs> and I... I'm Sarah. And, and this, this is What, what That Ghost, ghost Do! <laughs> is that the first time we've ever said it like that? Because this is only the second or episode, it might right? Be. Second or third. I think maybe last time we said it like an actual question. What did that ghost do? What did that ghost do? What did that ghost do? What that ghost do? What that ghost do? This right. is it. This is bonus content. <laughs> it just becomes a horn sound. Every like time. inaudible noises. <laughs> what that goes through? That's the Christmas voice. That's we'll change it every best. time. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Bonus content for Dead Time Stories. Bonus if you're here, the, you know that. Dead Time Stories. Welcome. Thank you for supporting our Patreon. Thank you so, so much. Are you ready for some shenanigans? I am, Sarah. I'm so ready. I'm so ready. Well, here we are. Ghost Adventures, Season 1, Episode 3. Before we get started, A I want to... Numero trace. Number the third. Number three. Before we get started, I want to just say that I learned something before we started recording, and that is that Stephanie has never seen this show. I don't think I've... I, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen it. I mean, I, there are a bunch of different, like, ghost hunting shows... But I don't think I've actually seen Ghost Adventures. I just find it really funny. You at least know the faces of the people that I'm talking about. From the picture? From, yeah, I'm like from the picture and from like Googling the show a couple times. Okay. But like if you asked me to draw Zach Bagans, I couldn't do it. It's just muscles and spiky black hair. 
Raz, like, I know he's, like, buff and has, like, spiky hair, right? Spiky hair, buff, baggy jeans. All black. And he gets buffer as the show goes on, Yes. Right? Yes. And then okay. it goes away, because now he's older. Like, now he wears glasses. <laughs> okay. So that's how we know that time has passed. Um, All right. But we're in the beginning, baby Zach stages. So I just love that I am telling you this and you've literally no context yeah, for like, how this Sarah, show so is. We were talking other than about what it I tell like, you. just before we started recording. And I mentioned that. And Sarah was like, I don't think I knew that. And I was like, I yeah, I don't that. think I've ever seen it. I did not. So then I told Stephanie that she's never allowed to watch it unless she watches it with me. Unless I'm watching it with Sarah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which I think is fair. Thank you. I think that's very fair. I think it is, too. I think it's fair. So let's do it. Episode three. Where are we? We're at the Moundsville Penitentiary in West Virginia. Let's do it. West Virginia is... Let's do it. West Virginia is scary. Beautiful country. Yeah, it is. Scary people. History. West Virginia. Christina knows. So is Mary Angela. So is Mary Angela, yeah. So we're getting started. History of the penitentiary. Number one, what you really need to know is... A whole bunch of people died. <laughs> of course they did. Then why why would we be here? Uh, almost a thousand men throughout the prison's years of being open were executed and or killed by inmates, etc. Um, and I'm just going to play the opening clip. This is two minutes into the episode. And this is what we learn about the penitentiary. And I just, um, I love it. For almost 1,000 men, Moundsville's prison was the last stop. Dozens were hung, several electrocuted, and many more were murdered by their own kind. I think that burnt and stabbed and cooked in pots and hung and every other thing. Then there were those who couldn't. So we've seen Jesus. men cooked, stabbed, burned to death in pots, and other things. We're going to put a pin in that person. Not literally. Oh my God. But hold on. Please don't. There's already been so many things that happened there. So we're starting out strong. So we go into an interview with uh, one of the ex-wardens who describes it as one of the most violent places he'd ever worked. Uh, one of the notable killings that created a ghost that we will be following happened with an inmate who was jumped in a boiler room and he was stabbed and killed. And he's one of the main reported ghosts that people see. People describe him as showing up as a full body apparition. Um, one woman claims to have caught a picture of him on camera. But I will say this, the picture that she shows and that they show, they don't spend a lot of time talking about. And that's because on an episode of Ghost Hunters, they were able to debunk the picture. So I think Ghosted, I don't know if the, where the timeline is, but I do know that that picture has been debunked as being the shadow of the photographer. Anyway, Yeah, I think I've seen Ghost Hunters, but I don't think I've ever seen Ghost Adventures. Ghost Hunters was my first one. Ghost Hunters, I watched real time that was like your gateway ghost show. it was my gateway to ghost adventures because ghost hunters takes themselves well ghost adventures takes themselves too seriously and i think that that's part of why it's really funny to me is they're just trying so hard whereas ghost hunters is like they are two plumbers who daylight as it starts as two plumbers who daylight as paranormal investigators and go around to homes Stop. in rhode island <laughs> That are and they went to homes. Ghost Adventures goes. I imagine like they started. I started as plumbers because they were exploring those weird creaky noises, and they're like, "Those are your pipes." And then then they're like, "No." They were like, "We fix the pipes." I that's a ghost. That's a ghost. Look, I don't have my ghost hunting equipment. I only brought my plumbing gear. 
But let me go grab the other truck. This is a side business. When we finish plumbing, if there's still creaky noises, you can hire our ghost hunting business and we'll come back and check out the creaky sounds with our ghost hunting supplies instead of our plumbing supplies. Two in one. That's ghost hunters. Ghost that's, adventures That's a really is... good like, transfer from one role to another. It is. It works out. I really liked Ghost Hunters, and then I found Ghost Adventures and Weed, and I was like, this combination is the Let's best. Do this. So, <laughs> we're going to get back to our ghost who was killed in the boiler room a little bit later. Now we learn prison clothes. pots? Huh? Is this the one who burned to death in pots? <sighs> we'll get there. The prison closed in 1995, um, but you know, those ghosts never left. Oh, no, of course not. Now, after we interviewed the prison, or the ex-warden at the prison, the prison, like Eastern State Penitentiary, is surrounded by neighborhood. So it's got houses okay. right next to it and right across of, from like, it. like the town that has built up around the old prison. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so now Zach's like, we're going to go solicit some neighbors to see if they have any ghost stories. I'm like, cool, 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 tight, tight, tight. Let's just go knock on people's doors. Oh, and also the first door we come across happens to be someone who's investigated there and has had a paranormal experience because, of course. No, you know, they knocked on like 15 doors. Everybody was like, no. No, I know that they knocked on one more. They called ahead and they were like, we're coming with our cameras. If you have an experience, let us know. But Zach's, you know, standing out there and is, it must be cold because in this episode, he's mainly wearing his big baggy black jacket and then his baggy jeans. All of his clothes are too big on him. So he looks like a child wearing his older brother's clothes. And his older brother happened to be a techie stagehand in season one. So he's in his jacket and he's like, we're going to go knock on some doors and see if anyone who lives right next to the prison has had any experiences. I don't know why I made him an old man, but that's what I just did. I don't either. <laughs> okay, I was running. I was I was running with it. Um, so they knock on the door. This woman says, "Yes, I've had an experience. I saw a full body apparition in the boiler room." Very yeah. convenient. Now we're going to go and we're going to interview Ray. Of course you did. Of course you did. Uh, now we're going to go interview Ray, and Ray's another neighbor, but we of course tracked him down because he is an old guard who used to work at the prison we show zach walking up knocking on the door saying now we're going to interview ray who used to be an old guard at the prison and the door opens and you see this much older gentleman probably like in his 70s sure who walks up he says are you ray he said yeah i'm ray and then at that point zach's as he's saying great we're here to talk to you about the penitentiary ray just fucking collapses falls backward just what the man falls which is terrifying for an old person to see an old person fall so he falls backwards zach is like looks at the camera looks back and he's like oh my god ray and then you hear a woman's voice from inside the house go ray and then zach just helps ray up off the ground that woman doesn't come and check on him helps Ray up off the ground. Ray's like, oh, thank you, thank you. I'm all right. I'm all right. And he goes and sits down and he's like, I just have no balance. And Zach looks at the camera like I just did with this look of just like, what? I guess we're going to do this interview. And so Zach sits down and does the interview with Ray. And Ray just cool and collected and calm as could be. Not like he just fell on his ass. He just fell. I just have no balance. 
So no balance, okay. Ray. Um. Anyway, you okay, man? And he, he's like, I'm good. I'm perfectly fine now. So Ray is, um, again, an ex-guard, and this is where we find out that part of the history of the prison is that there was a major inmate riot, like a huge one. And they took a handful of guards up to the housing unit, and they beat them, they stripped them of their clothes, and made them lay face down on the ground while the inmates ran along their backs, and they stole all their money. On top of other awful things happening in the prison. And we find out that Ray is one of the guards who was a part of that riot. And then we interview two other guards who were a part of that riot. One of whom said that the inmate had a knife to his throat and was like, I'm going to slit your throat if, like, the other officers come barging in here hot. Like, you need to, you know. Very, very scary things. Very traumatizing things. And one of these guards you could see was still dealing with this experience from this event. And in his credit, he says, I'm still in therapy for it. So he's going to therapy, which is good. So that awful thing happened at the prison. Now, you remember that voice clip from the beginning that I played you of someone talking about seeing people get bold in pots? Well, now we're going to meet him. Yes, because it stuck with me. It stuck with me, too. And it stuck with him. So now we're going to meet him. Zach is out in front of the penitentiary doing a a one-on-one monologue. When a little car rolls up (laughs) with a man inside who rolls the window down and says, Hey, what are y'all filming? And Zach says, we're filming a a ghost thing about the penitentiary. Do you have any experiences? He's like, "Oh, oh, yeah. I was an inmate there. Do I? Do I? Now, to give you a mental picture of who we're dealing with, this man rolls up in a tiny red Ford. It looks like a Pinto, but I know it's not a Pinto. But one of those little two-door junkers, red, window rolled down. He's bald with a big white beard, and he's in a tank top. (laughs) He used to be an inmate there. What are y'all filming? (laughs) What are y'all filming? He used to be an inmate at the prison. His name is Tom Richardson. But they call him Redbone. Stop. Yes. Is there any explanation as to why they call him Redbone? Nope. Or no? He just introduces Good. himself. I'm- My name is, I'm Tom Richardson, but everybody calls me Redbone. And then while and he's- do they call him Redbone or yes. do they call him Tom? Nope. From that they moment on, he's Redbone. And when they do the little, okay. they do a scroll, like, of this is this Tom person's name. <laughs> Tom per- Quote Richardson, or Tom Redbone Richardson. Yeah, Redbone yep. Richardson with Redbone in quotations. Look, you know what? They that is ex- my favorite kind of credit. They respected his preferred name of choice, which is Redbone. Preferred nomenclature. And while he's doing the interview in his car, he's spitting dip out into a to-go coffee cup. Stop! We're in West Virginia. We're in West Virginia, so Redbone is, is So he safe. didn't get out of his car for the interview, and he was chewing Not dip. for this part. Yep, not for this part. He does later get out, and we'll go to that. So we meet him. We meet him. We see this. Now we're going to flash back to Zach interviewing someone else. And I just have to say, in some of these angles, it looks like Zach is wearing a very thick bronzer foundation to the point where he looks orange like Donald Trump. And I'm just like, girl, it can't be the lighting. I'm pretty sure that's on your face. I just wrote, is Zach wearing bronzer? Question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. (laughs) So now Redbone is going to show them around the prison. Redbone is like, I'll happily show you around, show you everything that I saw, where I was, all of it. And uh, as they walk in, Zach says, 
listen, I know we're going to be taking, if this is traumatizing or too much for you, like, please let us know. We'll stop. We'll stop filming, etc. And Redbone's like, nah, I'm, fu- I'm fucking fine. So okay. this is where I'm going to play a larger chip larger part of audio but Redbone's going around he's showing them around the prison and then we get to a part that's almost I've always heard them kind of called eagle's nests but it's an eagle's nest inside of the prison where they can look out all four sides and see the the cafeteria another lounging area they can see a cell block and they can see a cell block and like they the guards can stand there and see everything right So that's where he's leading us to now when we get to this audio clip where he talks about some of his experiences. It's a gun cage. Whoa. (laughs) They watched the hall. What was this room in here? This was the dining hall. This was the cafeteria. Yes. I seen a guy cooked in a pot of beans there. He was cooked in a pot of beans? Yeah. He was doing a right. He was a cattle tail. As they called him in prison. So he was like a pork and beans. Yeah, no, he was cooking brown beans, and the right went on, and he happened to be there. They snatched him up, threw him in there, and just stood on the lid. He couldn't get out. They cooked him until his meat fell off. Doing the right. Holy cow. There's a lot of dead death in here. Believe me, they are. What? Yeah. He watched them during the riots pick up a man and put him into the pot of beans that he was making and put the lid on and stand on it and burn that man. He said, burn him in that pot of beans till his meat fell off. That's what he said overnight. Yep. Jesus Christ. So that's what Redbone saw. Isn't that crazy? A pot of beans. That's fucking terrifying. It's awful. horrible. I'm like... So, um, the other thing I'll point out about Redbone is he's wearing that tank top and you can visibly see on his right peck a Confederate flag tattoo. Of course. Of course. Of course you can. Just to give you the rest of the picture of who Redbone is, like the full picture of who Redbone is. So now we're going to go down to the Sugar Shack. No one tells us why it's called the Sugar Shack. I was like, the Sugar Shack. I don't know why it's called the Sugar Shack. It's like a basement that they said was a rec room for the inmates. Why is it called the Sugar Shack? I that know. was just their, like, their name for it. They just like to call it the Sugar Shack. That's they didn't it. feel like they were going out to the club. Yep. So you know the Sugar Shack. The Sugar Shack. Going down to the Sugar Shack. So the Sugar Shack is where um, the current prison coordinator says that he was down there doing work and he was grabbed on the arm forcibly by a spirit. So the Sugar Shack is where we're going to set up our first camera so we're gonna block it we're gonna spike it we're gonna put an x putting a camera in the sugar shack now we flash back to redbone redbone's come across his old cell and redbone is having himself a moment in his cell he gets very worked up because he spent like 10 years there now redbone oh redbone now remember our number one ghost who died in the boiler room now we learn a little more details about what happened there Turns out the man's name is R.D. Walls. He was also considered a snitch by the inmates. And he oh, worked. No. I know. Thank God there's no boiler pot or, or there's no pot around. Um, he was working in the boiler room. And unfortunately, he was actually on the toilet when this happened. He was on the toilet. And four of the other inmates walked in, stabbed him, 
stabbed him so forcibly, they also cut off part of his fingers and they severed his head. Jesus Christ. So the boiler room's super haunted. People report looking up and seeing faces in the mirror, which I fucking Uh, hate that. I know, that's your goddamn favorite. It's, I fucking hate it. So we're going to put a camera in the boiler room. Spike it. Next, Redbone walks by another cell that brings up a lot of emotions for him. And that's a cell where his friend was killed. And he said it was his closest friend and his friend died there. And um, he gets really emotional. And at that point, he said, all right, guys, I'm done. And he just, he walks away. That's it for Redbone. He just walks away. He literally just walks out Is of the Is that prison. it for Redbone for the whole episode? Or That's it for right Redbone. Now? We're done with Redbone. We're actually done with all That's the history. Fair. We're done with That's the history. Totally fair. Let's get locked down. He's like, that's enough. That's as much Redbone as... as that's like, as much Redbone as we need today. Um, and Redbone was like, that's as much prison as I want today. At one point, you know, he was getting emotional in his... <laughs> he was um, getting emotional in his cell and Zach was just like, but you're out now, you know? You're, you're out. You're free. And he's like, yep, yep. I got a granddaughter. I'm a grown man. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Oh, Redbone. All right, we're getting locked down. First thing Zach says is no flashlights, guys. Only use your flashlights when it's absolutely necessary because we don't want the ghosts to see us coming. Which leads me to a question I've had in the past few episodes. Can you sneak up on a ghost? I right, I was I was under the impression that you could not. I think you I can't. Never, I would but never they, be under the impression you could. They always talk the about like we're gonna sneak up on the ghost, and I'm like, that's not how it works. The that ghost is already like behind you, idiots. What it means is they're gonna be stumbling around this prison in the pitch black, fucking dark, with nothing but their little camera screen to guide them. So real good. Well, did choice, you hear that? Zach. Did you hear that? It was me falling. I was tripping because I can't fucking see. I can't see shit in here. Hours pass. Nothing happens. Then there's a very small EMF spike that Zach gets really excited about. For those who might be just tuning in, EMF is the electromagnetic field. They believe that when an EMF spike happens and there's no electrical source around you, that means that there is potentially a spirit in your presence. Also at that time, Zach is like, my neck's cold, my neck's cold. Uh, Aaron, hit it with the thermometer. And uh, Aaron says that the temperature as he's watching it drops from 68 degrees to 48 degrees, which is a large drop. At the same time that the temperature drops, the EMF hits over 10, which is a very large EMF rating. Yeah. So they're all freaking out. And then while they're doing an EVP, Nick and Zach claim to see a spirit walk by the door. But of course, they don't catch that on camera. And then they move further into the cell, and while they're looking around, Zach claims to hear the sounds of footsteps walking towards them, but that's also not caught on camera, so... (laughs) (laughs) 
They keep doing these still shots that they flash back and forth through, and the still shots show you the night vision camera just trained down a cell block with all the cells open. And I'm going to let you know right now, to be honest, these shots are the scariest part of the whole episode. That's it. That's just, I was like, that's the scariest part, is that. So now they decide to head down to the sugar shack. And of course, it's scary. So Zach says, Aaron, you need to stay down here by yourself. It's still early on in the season. So at this point, Aaron says no. And Zach says, okay. That does not happen much (laughs) in the future. So Zach, Aaron says, no, hell no. And Zach's like, Okay, and Nick says, I'll do it. And so Nick stays down there by himself. Now we flash back to one of those static cameras that's trained down a cell block. And at that point, they say that they capture the sound of a man screaming. But when they played it, I think it just sounds like someone singing very, very faintly. And then a few minutes after the singing sound happens, the camera begins to go in and out of focus which usually means that something could be passing in front of it to make it try to focus on something else, right? Ooh, spooky. So now Zach and Aaron are in a different cell block. Nick is by himself in the sugar shack. Zach pulls out a new piece of equipment for us to use. Whoa! So what he's got is he's got a microphone that looks like any kind of microphone you see on a red carpet or a journal. Like it's, like it's thin and has the little ball on the top. And he says, we're going to use this new piece of equipment called a gold beryllium subtle energy microphone. Sure. I'll say it again. Gold beryllium subtle energy microphone. It's right. supposed to create its own magnetic field around it that makes it easier for spirits to be able to speak into it. And I think it's the beryllium okay, sure. that's supposed uh, to do that. I, I'm, I'm shaking my head, but sure. Sure. Okay, sure. Um, honestly, it looks like Zach's just in there with like a fancy ASMR mic going to be like, okay, so we're here to talk about some ghosts. So I just like one of those to... tiny TikTok microphones? Yes, but a regular size. Not tiny, but that it's exactly like that. So he's like, we're going to be here to talk about some, some ghosts. And I just want to... I just wanted to talk to some ghosts. (laughs) Now we flip back over to Nick. And Nick is chilling in the sugar shack, just doing his thing, catching some EVPs. One specific one that I'm going to play for you now that is pretty chilling and unsettling. Um, So while he's in the boiler room, he's, of course, looking around and just sort of feeling like there's something around him because he's in the pitch black basement of a prison so he's doing it to himself but while he's down there he's like sort of talking kind of provoking the spirit and he catches this evp and again for those of you who are just tuning in an evp is an electronic voice phenomenon and that's when uh an other sound spirit ghost talks into an electronic device you don't hear it real time you hear it afterward when you review the footage if you hear it real time, that's a disembodied voice. Anyways. Which is not the same. Which is not the same. This is an EVP, so they didn't hear it until later when they were 
reviewing the footage. And to be honest, I'm really glad because if I had heard this in real time, I would have been out of that place so fast. I would have tripped and killed myself because I would have been running so fast in the dark. Play that again. Oh, fuck that. Come push me. Do something to me. <laughs> yeah, I hate that laugh. Fuck that. To hell I with hate that. that laugh so much. If I had heard that in real time, I would have been out of there. So Nick catches nah. that. Then we go back to Zach holding his interview ASMR mic, uh, interviewing a ghost. He's like, who are you? They capture some <laughs> knocks. <laughs> they capture a few knocks, some other sounds. I'm feeling very meh about all of the everything that they capture in this investigation. Zach feels like the back of his head is touched. We hear another thump. And the weird thing that happens is suddenly, and it hasn't happened at all the whole night, you can see Zach's breath. So out of nowhere, they're talking, talking, and then he's talking and his breath is visible, which indicates a drop in temperature, which usually means there's a spirit present. No matter what, it was creepy to see because it's just like, wait a minute, is that? Wolf, we weren't seeing that before. So we can see his breath. Because of that, Zach is like, oh, that means R.D. Walls, who got murdered and decapitated, is definitely in here. So I'm going to stay in here by <laughs> yeah, myself. Yeah, that's what that means. <laughs> So Artie is here. He showed me. So I'm going to stay in here by myself. You guys should go. So they're getting set up to leave. And like Nick and Aaron are kind of like, are you sure you want to do this? You want to stay? And Zach's like, of course, I'm sure. They're like, all right, yeah, you stay. You stay. Don't be a wussy. And he's like, I'm not a wussy. I'm not a wussy. And then he yells to the room. What'd you call me? And he's like, I'm staying in here with you all night. I'll be here. So if you're here too, come over and say something to me. Do something. And he gets all taunty and all like real provocative like he's done in the past. And then as they're leaving, Nick, Nick takes Zach's flashlight. And as they're going, Zach is like, wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait, did you take my flashlight? And Nick is like, yeah, stay in there in the dark. And I'm going to close this door. And Zach is like, no, no, don't do that. Don't give me my flashlight. How am I going to find my way out? And Nick's like, you'll find your way. Oh, my <laughs> God. It. And Aaron's no, like, these two. Dude, that's really mean. But no one goes and gives Zach his flashlight back. They just don't close the door. They leave the door open. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh. <laughs> He's like, dude, that's really mean. <laughs> so now Zach is in there. And as soon as Nick and Aaron leave, Zach is like, Hey, ghosties. <laughs> hey, buddies. And he even says on the voiceover, he's like, you'll notice I'm not being as taunting as I am when I'm with Nick and Aaron. When I'm alone, I'm a little more nice. <laughs> and so he's like, is there anybody oh, here with me? 
Is there anybody around? Um, we get a really good angle because Zach is holding his own camera of some Blair Witch shots. So like right up his nose of him looking wide eyed at the camera. Just like, I, I don't know, man. I really feel like there's something in here. And <gasps> did you hear that? Did you hear that? And then. Which was almost the name of this show. I honestly, it maybe should have been. Did you hear that? And uh, so then he once again is just sort of there. You can see that his breath is suddenly visible again, and he does catch an EVP of someone whispering right next to the mic, I'll kill you. Stop. Yeah. It's not as clear as that, though, which is why I'm not going to play it, because it just won't transfer as well. But that's it. And then we get let out of the prison. Overall, and I think I'm going to do this for all the episodes now, I'm going to give it a haunted value, like how I feel it rated for the haunting, how I feel it rated for the history. Um, So the haunted value of this episode and this place, I'm giving it a four out of ten because we caught that laugh was really chilling, but otherwise nothing else was worth anything, in my opinion, evidence wise. I don't think a lot happened. It was kind of boring. Not as good. History value? I give the history a 7 out of a 10, and it's mainly for Redbone. Redbone saved this episode. This episode would have been boring as hell if it weren't for Redbone and his man in the beans story, which is fucking crazy. crazy. So the history gets a 7 out of 10. We do get, we get bonus points for Redbone's human chili story. And... I'm also going to rate Zach's muscle size going forward. So right now, Zach's muscles, we didn't really see because he was in a jacket for most of the episode. Sad face. So right now, we're going to say for season one so far, Zach's muscles are on like a four out of a ten. So it's like, you lift, but not all the time or crazy yet. And that's where we are. That's fair. That's how I rate it. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Not my favorite. Not my favorite episode. But that's okay. I've got they can't 20, all be your favorite. 25 seasons of this show. So yes. I think there's going to be a lot that aren't my favorite. But Redbone saved it. Redbone saved the day. Good for him. I know. All right, Redbone. He's a and he's got now. a granddaughter now. He's grown up. <laughs> that's cute. I like that. Yeah. So that's uh season one, episode three, the... <sighs> Moundsville Penitentiary in West Virginia. What'd that ghost do? Not much. What'd that ghost do? Not much. Not much. We're going to get ones that do more, right? Yes. Good. Definitely. 100%. Awesome. Stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for those. And thanks for listening to this one. Thank you for supporting our podcast and our Patreon page. Thank you so much. We couldn't do it without you. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Sarah. And And this this has has been... been... Thanks for listening. I do like that. Dead Time Stories is hosted by Sarah Heddens and Stephanie C. Ferguson. Music and editing by Eric Gershnow. Artwork by Rennie Slackman.